0: Welcome to episode four hundred and seventy of I Am Talk, your weekly fix in all things Iron Man. Three sports, two guys. One show, this is I I Am Talk. Talk. Team, welcome along to episode 470 of I Am Talk with Coach John Newsom and Bevan James Oh, How you going, mate? I'm pretty good, and you? We're back in the studios. Back in the studios. How long has it been? Pretty
1: about, about May 21st, I think was our last show. So over a month. Because you were in Kona, weren't you? Mm-hmm. And then... Not slacking, and
0: you were oh, oh, slacking. Hey, we, we, got, we, we kept the productivity up. We did. We got it out there. We did. Although one show you put out a week early. No, what happened was before I went away, yeah. there was here, here the a big Libsyn problem. So, Libsyn's the company we use to kind of distribute the show to you guys. And what happened was, before I went away, I had all shows loaded up on mm-hmm. Libsyn. And um, which with is released with
1: release dates and stuff. Yeah, yep. yeah.
0: So that when when I'm away, I could just go and push go and mm-hmm. it's gone. But I, I uploaded them all on the same day. And then when I went on it, I pushed release and it released them all on based on the fact that I'd done it on the same day mm. and I couldn't change it so what I had to end up doing is getting my someone who was actually house sitting oh, really? to upload it from here it was a real pain in the butt it was it, yeah it was really frustrating so I wasn't quite sure what happened there but I sorted it out it's okay I got on top of it yeah. you not, know I did com- my job not complaining just pointing well, out you just, you just did just, complain just point, pointing so out I just you sort your crap out I <laughs> <laughs> talk is proudly brought to you by
1: you social
0: networking for endurance athletes extreme endurance your lactic buffer
1: and our Team of patrons. Team of
0: patrons? Oh, yeah, yeah, you're in yeah. the team. Okay, let's name a few. Joseph the Star Walensky. Good old Timothy Pedal to the middle Ford. Charles the Shadow Meehan. Oh, the Missile, Mark Scudamore. And Mr Money, George Banks. Oh, gold names. If you want to become a patron, go to www.iamtalk.me and you can become a patron of this show. And who
1: is loving that music again from the intro? You put you put it on again, didn't you, Bevan? I want it going every, every week. Oh, uh, do our cool intro after our normal intro music I'm actually keen to replace our normal intro no, music I do like,
0: It's iconic <sighs> It's iconic It's like imagine if Friends changed your music intro It would
1: be great I'd start watching Come again Come
0: on do, 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 do. We've got to put it on afterwards It's gold You can have both You I can, think we can have, we, 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 uh, I'll do the news one oh. you're, you're adding so much more this, work for this me. I am talk
1: okay. you just got to drop, drop it in Okay on? I'll drop it in
0: I'll drop, drop it in it. Yeah. I like it Don't get me wrong It's just you know News We've got some news coming up Have you inserted the news music? No well, It's coming in a second Okay oh, I might give you the, produ- the production the Production the Production At the, 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 the end of the show We've got age group of the week We've got statistics It's yeah. been missing It has But I'll give you it Because we have been away And we've got an interview With Callum Millwood Yep And we've got some questions And answers at the end So John I'm going to insert the music Good It's even, in the, it's even
1: it- in the show notes to tell them to do it
0: I oh, know I'm going to have to pause So here we go Here's the pause So I can insert Oh, the music was amazing. Fantastic! It feels really loving newsworthy. It, it is. Channel One's changed their news music. That?
1: <laughs> that's interesting for our international yeah. audience. They are <laughs> loving
0: it. Good old Simon Dallow Yeah. Do you like Simon Dallow?
1: Uh, we're on Prime News these days. Half, an, hours, more, half an hour half an hour's more than enough. We don't even watch any of that. Uh,
0: we do the old record it. Fast forward. Don't watch any of the weather. This mm. ten minutes gone. Mm-hmm. You 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 stop all the overseas crime. Mm-hmm. Who cares? Not, yeah. not affecting me. Yeah. Sports definitely gets the whole watch.
1: Even some of that's pretty crap sometimes
0: oh, I, 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 want, I want to watch the sport
1: Actual sports Not reviews and previews and stuff I want to see the actual okay, John, sport going this on
0: isn't, this isn't, You guys aren't going to necessarily love this But it's a big discussion in New Zealand right now Super 12 final this weekend Super 15, what's it called now? Super, Super Rugby. 15, yeah Big weekend this weekend Because Wellington is playing the Highlanders Now these two teams In New Zealand rugby Pretty much the teams that always traditionally have dominated Have been Auckland Christchurch where John and I live and Waikato not so much, but kind of recent times yep. they've been dominating. The two kind of teams that never do any good are Wellington and Otago. <laughs> yeah. Well, this year Wellington and Otago have made the final and I have to admit they've both played amazing rugby. John, who are you supporting? Well I should be up there, bloody running my marathon I could have gone up on Saturday, oh, watched could the game. Too. And then run the, Is it this in the morning, yes. Oh, have you still got at, your flight? Yeah. You could probably sell that on trade me.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I could do. Yeah. Um, I'll probably support Otago. Yeah, see, it's a funny underdog. game.
0: I don't care who wins. Mm. Like I, I, I'm, I'm enjoying both teams' style of play, But so it'll be interesting to see who, on the night who I support. Speaking of news, did you see I made the paper the other day? No, I didn't, but I, I'm a common so yeah. I probably should have known that. Why, 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 what were you in the paper for?
1: Well, there wasn't actually a picture of me, and my name wasn't actually in the <laughs> oh paper, <my laughs> but there was, <laughs> there, the was pick, a, right? there was a reference to me in the paper. <laughs>
0: Oh, this is by some great columnist. by some great columnist. Phil and text texted me, I forgot to respond. Yeah, so I wrote a piece about my weekly meetings. Yeah. And the piece, did you read the piece? I, I read the
1: first paragraph.
0: Yeah, and you have. So we're in Cona last year. One thing I do each week, team, and I think it's a really great thing to do <laughs> in your life, is I sit down on Monday morning, and before I do any work, I have what I call my weekly meeting. <laughs> and, and Phil and John gave me crap about my weekly meeting because they go, do you do an attendance call? <laughs> Bevan? Present, <laughs> <laughs> and if you've seen Flight of the Concords, admittedly, that that was that I could see why they gave me a hard time. But I find it's a really good tool to keep me focused for the week. And so I oh, wrote about it. Funny. I wrote about how John, I didn't name you boys. Did you,
1: you didn't. You should have. I would have been
0: happier if you uh, named yeah, us. <laughs> I probably should have named you. And and how they gave me crap about it when. But uh, if you hey, if you want to be a focused person whose output is high like mine, it's called cool having a schedule. It's not a weekly meeting. No, because I get a couple. I think. I sit down, I schedule out my week, I write down my take the roll. Strategy, I take my roll call, <laughs> That's the first thing. And I my attendance is pretty good normally. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. Uh, okay. Anyway, let's get on with the show. It's eight o'clock,
1: show. we've been here for bloody hours.
0: Oh, we had an hour where we had to wait for somebody. Okay, Jonbo, ITU update, we had the Long Course World Championship this weekend, Mary Beth Ellis dominated dojo.
1: She did. We have got a lot of dojo dominations yeah, this yeah, week, right. like major dominations. So so I, had the to
0: shorten the swim, 14 degrees.
1: Yes. Swings, I mean, we had an email in that I see you've added in there. Maybe yeah. tell us a bit about that first. Well,
0: this just from um, Vaughn, the commando hunt, mm-hmm. and uh, he was just saying hi from the New Zealand team at the ITU World Championships. Um, on Saturday, the, the New Zealand team of 35 age group has raced at, how do you say that, Motala? go with that yeah in sweden for the long course world championships it was a spectacular course the lakes one was shortened to 1500 meters as the water was only 14 degrees celsius the bike course was through drop dead gorgeous rolling countryside and the run course was super scenic around the lake shore please say that two kiwis made uh, uh, made the podium and seven top ten finishes. Being part of the New Zealand team and representing your country was a special honour and great fun to be at an excellent event. Sweden really turned it on for us. So, so,
1: so we had, yeah, Mirabeth Alice, as predicted last week, really did dominate the dojo. Uh, she finished in five hours, 24 minutes, um, really setting up, led from wire to wire, led out of the swim, had the fastest bike split, and didn't have the fastest run split, but didn't need to. She was seven minutes clear of Camilla Peterson, who is a handy athlete. And then in third place, she had uh, Kaiser. Lithonon from Finland in 5.33 on the guys side of things it was a uh, a good field you know but not necessarily what we'd call a you know a, like a, it's probably not as strong as say the 70.3 worlds he had Cyril Ravino from France just taking it
0: on the run so what happened it was he took about 10k to go yeah and got a bit of a gap, and then Jensen started catching him back, but he had enough to hold off. So. So Marty,
1: Marty Jensen, who we've seen put in some Uber bike performances, uh, he was second but only 12 seconds behind Cyril Lovino. And Joe Skipper came through with a fantastic run, of 147 to run his way into third from Rudy Wild and Patrick Nilsson from Sweden. So pretty good field. you got guys like Ronnie Shieldnick down there in sixth, Joe Gambles in seventh, Philip Ospelay in eighth. So not a bad field. Um And it's just a shame, this race, I mean, I really like the distance, I mean, I know the swim got shortened, but it should be, pretty sure it should be a a 3k swim, 120 on the bike and 30k run, Um, so it's a really cool distance, so it's a bit of a shame, it probably doesn't get the field it deserves and and probably doesn't get a great deal of exposure, except for, I think it's usually pretty reasonable, you know, it's... it's I I think off the top of my head, I think it's comparable to, you know, 70.3, not worlds, 70.3 regional championships. It's kind of got that sort of strength of field. So, I don't know, ITU probably don't put a massive emphasis on it. You know, their focus is on Olympics, um, their world circuit and ITU um, Olympic distance worlds. So they still do this, but probably probably don't put as much effort into it as their other races.
0: How many age groups do they get at the race?
1: No, I don't. (laughs)
0: <laughs> <Good answer. laughs> no I don't uh, I think it's pretty reasonable Yeah yeah It seems to be an event That lots of Like I know lots of Kiwis Who have kind of done it Over the times And they all seem to like it Yeah um, But yeah I we weird I'm Austria And Marino Jeez it's crazy to think that He won't be at Kona
1: You would assume He won't be at Kona He's going to have plenty of. He's to, well he's guaranteed Qualifier if he wants to go Yeah yeah um, I
0: know just based on Last year's interviews now, I haven't actually heard any, any, any confirmation Or denial That he's going to be here this year, but he that 's a domination he won by nearly twenty minutes and
1: this is against a couple of really good guys, so Mourinho took it out in seven forty eight forty five which Roger is one of 11. The, yeah, one of the fastest times in history fourth fastest and we know that we know that the Austria course is short and that's, but that doesn 't take anything away from the performance when you beat the rest of the field by <coughs> Uh, nearly tw- about 20 minutes or so. And uh, it
0: was it was a bike course record as well. So he took mm. out the bike course record fourth fuss. He was actually on, on target for the world record, but he faded in the second half of the run. Mm. So he swam
1: 46, rode 411 and ran 245 for a 748.45. Second place, he had Michael Weiss, who, you know, he had a, a good day, swam 51, rode 420, 248, 806, and then Ivan Rana went 808. So it wasn't like there was nobody there for him to race against, but he was just simply on a different planet. No, and that's the thing, like, and we've got to remember, Marino is no spring bloody chicken. He's older than me, so, and I turned. It's in 39. mate. The next, next Monday. <laughs> wait a so,
0: second, you said like, this week. No. no it's been, wait a second, it's coming on. It's coming, I don't know. <laughs> it's today, happy birthday, <laughs> and,
1: uh, <laughs> and he's at least a year, if not more than a couple of years older than me, so he must be you know, early 40s and still be cranking it out. And you've got to remember, the other thing here is he went sub-eight hours uh, only four weeks ago in Brazil.
0: So the sad thing is... It's a pity if he's not in Kona. You know what I mean? Like, as a guy like this, and we know he's blown every bloody time and it's unfortunate, and he, he'll he probably go down as one of the guys who was one of the best who never won it. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, he, he he mixes up the race, doesn't he? Mm. You know yeah. what I mean? And um, it's would be a real pity if he's not there this year because he does mix up the race.
1: I think it's another example. It's a real shame that Kona is what defines the career the career of an athlete to a large degree and the conditions are not always over there do not suit everybody you yep. know so you know crowey and macker and that they eventually well crowy figured it out straight away but maca you know it took him a while to to really get the hang of it and there's a lot of athletes that won't win over there that have put in you know world championship winning performances elsewhere but because maybe the heat just that uh, just doesn't quite suit them uh they don't perhaps get the accolades that they deserve so merino is uh that's an outstanding performance. And equally on the girls' side of things, another dojo domination by Eva Wuti from Austria. Swam 52, rode 453, and then ran 254 for an 845.37. That's bloody fast.
0: Yeah, that's pretty good, isn't it?
1: And uh, Lisa Huthaler from Austria. So it was an Austrian 1-2. Was way back in 902, which is still a solid performance. And she just beat out Sarah uh, PM. Pionol from the States in 9.03. So, some pretty bloody fast racing. Okay, we also had Ironman France. And Boris Stein took that out in 8.27. Um, pretty close racing. He had to hang pretty tough on the run. It ran a 2.44 and three minutes in front of Victor del Corral Morales with Roman Guilhem, who you would have thought would probably be the, f- you know, you would have thought given his kind of performance last year would be one of the, the top guys there, but he faded it a little bit on the run uh, but still went 8.34 for third place and so managed to take out the girls she did but one other thing on, uh, I saw Drew Scott um, Dave Scott we mentioned his oh, yeah, son was. was racing and he was right up there in second place but he did the old downtrow performance and his bike split was uh, a lot quicker than his run I think he did five hours something on the I've run I've never
0: heard that term John is this a new thing? Oh yeah, it's a down tri- downtread performance. Yeah, if you if your
1: bike split, if your run split is uh, slower, slower than, than your, your bike. bike, you really somebody should come up to you and pull your pants down.
0: <laughs> <That's> serious? <laughs> that, that, that should be a new rule because oh. that would be awesome motivation. Hey, eh? yeah. let's say you, you rode five hours. Yeah, and you and you you know you're struggling in the run. You're walking because you've given up. But you know that the officials come out and get walk down. Track. down you got to walk down the finishing chute <laughs> with no pants on. So that that would give you motivation to get under five hours. Yeah. Oh, this should be in the rule book, John.
1: It should be. He I wrote heard
0: that term ever, but I think it's gold.
1: He wrote 4:49 and ran
0: 5:28. Yep. So he would have got his pants pulled down once he got past 4:49. Mm. Oh, this needs to be in the rule book, John. It does. Because do you think he would have gone under 4:49 if he knew the things comes rules. to
1: our am Talk 10-year anniversary uh, next March. Oh, really? And if your run time is on the when we do run is slower than your bike well it's
0: going to, have to be pretty very horrible because that's a slow bike ride <laughs> yeah I know <laughs> so
1: it's going to be you know, a 7 hour plus bike ride yeah so if you're running we are leaving you <laughs> if you come <laughs> for 7 hours we'll see you later <laughs> so yeah on the girl, the girls side of things we had Cat uh, Snow. Snow take it out and she, we, we're going to talk about the KPR in a moment, but interesting to see where she is at with the KPR because she had a crappy Kona last year. I can't even remember if she finished. And uh, we'll see where she's sitting because despite winning there, um, the girls have got to get quite a lot of points. So she's going to have to do some more racing if she wants to get to Kona. Close racing though, she's normally crushing the run and she had somebody running her down. Lisa Roberts from the States ran a 2.54. That's bloody brilliant running. Yeah, I know. And only a minute 10 behind so great running And then Emma Pooley From Great Britain Who was I'm pretty sure She's a former cyclist Was third In 9.43
0: Ironman a lane John You're not having You know what happened an Ironman Quarter lane John Another dojo Another Domination, <laughs> domination. <laughs> And Andy Potts Andy Potts
1: he, That's a killing 21 minutes I'm surprised He wasn't first Out of the swim He got beaten Out of the swim By Barrett Brandon and I. But do you think? Because remember,
0: we talked to him last year at Post Kona. I talked in Post Kona, and he's kind of saying, I don't see the point necessarily in crazing the swim anymore. Mm, So mm. maybe he's just nowadays just being, well, you know,
1: be up the front. So he decided to go crazy on the bike instead. Yeah. And he just, he put like 15, he was 15 minutes or something in front coming off the bike or 12 minutes in front. 41 degrees mm, Celsius. mm. But the times didn't seem to reflect that for the pro athletes. Run times, apart from Andy, are a little bit slower. So Andy Potts, he, so he went 50, to 50 in the swim. Pretty normal for him, actually perhaps even a little bit slower than normal. Uh, bike 4.33 and run 2.53 for an 8.20.35. Not a course record, but it was a very hot day. But he was 21 minutes in front of Callum Millwood, who you're going to hear from later on yep. in the show. But we did pre-record, so we haven't, uh, whilst we have, he kind of tells us how the race went. Uh, he,
0: he, he got it one place wrong, because mm. he thought it, we, he'd won it in net. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Good 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 steady day for him. a um, second nine man that he's done. Run only three hours and thirty four seconds. So who knows, he may have been conserving a little bit on the run when you know you're not going to catch first and you're really just running to hold on to second. Eight forty one, twelve. And then third was Stephen Kilshaw in eight forty three. And in the Gill side of things? Girl side of things, Bevan. The girl side of things. Uh, we had Heather Jackson take it out in 9.23. Another domination. Pretty much a dojo domination. These guys uh, are all getting black belts. Seven, 17 minutes in front of Amanda Stevens. And she did. She pretty much did it on the bike. She'd got you know, about a 10-minute lead on the... Well, ten minutes faster on the bike, and then uh, ran a three hundred eight. So solid race. And then Kim Schwabenbauer was about was third in nine fifty.
0: Okay, and then we also had Challenge Atlantic City.
1: Don't think they really had a a pro race here. We had Jeff Paul take it out in 9.14 from Peter Vabrusik, who was there, but I don't know if they had prize money and stuff, was 9.17, and Matthew Shanks was third in 9.22. And on the girls' side of things, we had um, Susie Serpico first in 10.20. We had... We had the dental Sta- Staffordshire Dental there in uh, fourth place, so oh, the well females. Erin Hoomsey uh, in second and eleven oh three and Carrie McCoy in third and eleven oh five.
0: And then lastly is this the first year of this race? The Kelpman is it is, it, is it first year?
1: Ah, uh, no. Okay, it's been, nope, for been going years. for a couple of years.
0: Okay, Keltman. So, Keltman is the kind of crazy Irish race. So, have
1: now got a, a series. They've got the Keltman, they've got the Swiss, um, Swiss. I'm not sure if it's called the Swissman or the Extreme Swiss something or other, and Norseman. So, they've sort of got three really iconic races, and they're all sort of molded in the same way where you've got that ridiculously hard uh, bike ride and then you know, a, very much a mountain run slash walk to finish it off. Dirk Zangen from the Brussels Triathlon Club took it out in 11.51, he was 17 minutes in front of Chris Sterling and third equal, oh, and that was very friendly of those guys to cross the line together. You had uh, Hiko Sepp from Estonia and Odin Ergenseta set- from the Bergen Triathlon Club both in 12.46. Girls side of things by look of it, Siobhan-, Siobhan Priest from was first in 14.01 from Karen Slove and Marie Meldrum. Good old Molina was in there as well. Yep. sole of Sol Ki, Sol Kiwi representative. Uh, 15.03 and he finished in 35 places.
0: Wait a second now. Did he get down Because in that race, oh, I imagine that, there's a lot of down trails.
1: Yes. It uh, doesn't have the exact run splits on there. So he... His bike split was seven fourteen, yep, and his swim was forty five. I think Molina was first out of the swim, well done. so that means he's eight hours. Oh, it would be close. Oh. So eight hours in total, and he did. So he would have done about seven hours for the run. Seven fourteen. That would have been close.
0: Oh, that would have been close. There's a lot of downturns happening in that race, isn't there? Yeah, the would. Yeah, he had
1: yeah. Gary Fegan there and uh, Adam Bardsley, yep, and. Oh, well, yeah, we, we could give them instructions next year. They could be the down they, they could the race. be the official down they, they would be happy to do it. <laughs> Why do you know that? I don't know. But those, those fellas? Uh, <laughs> they're just happy to give a down yeah, Just go, pull the pants down. <laughs>
0: pull the pants, make sure you wear some underwear. I a guess, lot of, just, r- lot of just, racing
1: on last week. Just weekend.
0: just a bit of an update, Iron Cowboy, uh, he's doing the 50 Ironman in 50 days. Now, admittedly, it's 50 Ironman in training, uh, but it's... <laughs> As if there's something bad about that uh, In 50 different states mm. And uh, he's currently up to day 22 He seems to be ticking along mm-hmm. um, He's, you know uh, The last result we got was 14.08 There was a period there where he we went a little bit high, But he seems to be sitting in between the 14, 15, 16 hour mark So I, I can't imagine what his body feels like right now
1: No, so we're going to have uh, David Warden Who's out there, I think he's his coach um, uh, We're going to have him probably on next week's show He'll David Warden to used to do,
0: to do try Talk I'm not sure if he still does his podcast
1: I'm not sure, we'll find out
0: Yeah, it was a really popular podcast for a while mm. And then I think he stopped for a while And then he came back And then I think he stopped again But um, yeah, so we'll get him on Because it'll be really interesting to talk about Kind of the, from the coaching angle Of what's happening with this guy Because mm. it's, it's hard to come me How hard this would be Yeah, you can't really train for it I no. mean, you can, but you can't Sort of thing And the other thing is is It's that, more management as To the me, body. it's just a running factor mm. You know, and a tired factor Running and tiredness Would be the two fascinating aspects of it So We'll get him on, but he's still ticking along. So he's just about halfway. So if you want to support him, go to ironcowboy.com. He's trying to fundraise for uh, basically food education. So Food uh, education, is he? Yeah, he's Didn't trying to support that. Jamie Oliver's um, foundation. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's a really good, good cause, and he's got a big kind of ambitious goal. So go on, check out what he's doing. Just do a daily update and take a few dollars his way. Okay, Jombo, we also have a few races coming up. So our person news Challenge Vent. I um, mean, sorry, Venice joins the Challenge family.
1: It is, and uh, I mean, normally there's lots of announcements about what do you mean, races. Challenge Venice. Well, Venice is a place. Venice.
0: Oh, okay.
1: It's a fine place. I got engaged in Venice. Did you really? I think I've told this story before, but oh, I don't think was, you have. This is right up there. I, I was proud of my work. Okay, where well, you go? Got, went onto a gondola. You know the gondolas yeah, through 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 Up uh, through, the, through Venice. Oh. Had Blinda's favourite cheese, me a bit of blue cheese. Had oh. a, a bottle of New Zealand wine, a Peloris bubbles, which How was her favourite. You? I got a good deals, you know, <laughs> um, and managed to have it all hidden in a backpack. She didn't know what was going on. That's pretty
0: good because she always normally finds yep. your presents.
1: And uh, yeah, got on the on the one knee on the uh, gondola. Did you um, choose the ring? I got a, a little fakie ring. It actually looked quite good. A little sort of. Uh, tw- $10 sort of plastic thing It actually yeah. looked pretty reasonable She's she still got the plastic while. ring? I don't know I'll go find out today
0: Yeah she probably should Because that
1: signifies the moment you know
0: That romantic moment in Venice on the Anyway glider. Venice
1: is a cool place So it would is be
0: it, Is Venice the water place? Yeah 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 What's it like there?
1: Uh, it's different Yeah no it's
0: just How much of it is the water?
1: Oh it's, it's, it's just like Canals everywhere Yeah yeah no it's, But like,
0: like what Size of Crossbridge City?
1: No, no, no. It's it's relatively small, but we were only in the tourist area. Yeah. So it's. Um Does it smell? Uh. We weren't there at the peak of summer, but I think I can imagine it gets pretty smelly. Yeah, mm. I, I, I've never been. I'd love to. Cool go. place, cool place. Um, so they've got the challenge race, and we're not going to announce every single race. How are they do the runs? But the, <laughs> but uh, run
0: on a treadmill on, on, a, on a little boat.
1: It's an iron distance race, which is good because they keep announcing um, half distance race, but this is an iron distance race taking place on fifth of June twenty
0: sixteen. Okay, big weekend this weekend, guys, because we've got Ironman Frankfurt coming up, and there is. Massive.
1: It is going to be a great field. So last year we had Sebastian Keenley go out there and absolutely.
0: 75. kill it. he had a
1: brilliant race I mean Frederick van Laird was saying you know I had a great race but I got second and uh and he just couldn't couldn't get close he rode a 412 and put you know 10 minutes into most of the field if not more he put 20 minutes into Jan Fredino who had a few calamities there on the bike so we'll see and those three are going head to head again this year it's just it's a fantastic field you got you know the first three uh are we talked about last week, the current Kona champion, the recent, the, the previous year Kona champion and Kona champion in waiting, And then you've also got uh, the fourth and fifth seeds, Nico Lanos and Andreas Rehliot, who have also been on the podium in Kona. And a bunch of other really good guys. Andy Bouchery from Germany has the had the some back. fantastic form. Yes, yeah, so you'd expect those front, front three to dominate it. But, you know, I'm sure one of them might have a bad race and open up the door for... Uh, Open up the door for somebody else But should be, should be a great race And the, the girls side of things We have um, oh, you know, If Daniela, Daniela. Reef, If she's on the same sort of form That she was last year I can't really see anybody uh, Getting close I mean Caroline Steffen's A great athlete But if Daniela Reef Is in the same sort of form She's just going to Absolutely dominate
0: Have we seen her since Kuna? I can't, I can't recall hearing her name much
1: uh, no, I can't. Uh, off the top of my head, probably has. Someone will call us out and say she'd be doing all sorts of things. She's definitely had done some 70.3s. I remember recently she won a 70.3 or a challenge race. So she'd definitely been racing, but I don't recall her doing another iron distance race. So she's really just got to validate because she's got such great points from Kona. But if she goes out and wins this, she gets an automatic slot anyway. So should be pretty sweet for her.
0: Okay, and we've also got a few non-WTC races coming up.
1: We have indeed. We have, what is uh, the big man, the fries man. The
0: fries man?
1: The, well, the freak man, I couldn't find that race because I thought, what the hell is a freak man? But it looks like it might not actually be on, which was in the UK. You've got, then we've got the Cheju International and the Tri Man in France.
0: Good times. Okay, John, you want to have a look at the KPR?
1: I do want to have a look at the KPR. 26th of
0: July, KPR, 40 men and 28 women go through to the next round. Not, not 40 women, John. No.
1: Uh, Should we talk about that? Should we talk about the um, 50-girls Kona? Because we never talk about it. You're taking a step. We never yeah. talk about it. Jody's... John, you're a sexist pig. I'm not a sexist pig. I'm just uh, – it, it comes up all the time. <laughs> anyway, um, one of the things I want to point out is that the system really shows how that it is not fair – and uh, irrespective of your opinion, the numbers don't lie. So I was just interested to have a look down the list, and you know the cutoff date is um, comes up on the twenty sixth of July, as Bevan said. And so the first group go
0: through. And so what is it? It's, it's basically two, ten tw- left on each. Tw- uh,
1: no ten on. The, so it goes to twenty eighth on the girls. So currently in the rankings, you have uh, Kelly Williamson sitting in twenty eighth place. Now we know that it's quite a bit's going to change after this weekend with uh, with Ironman Germany, but she. Has has 4,860 points. Didn't Kelly
0: Williams think he'd like third in encounter a few years ago? Uh, don't she?
1: think so. No. She's no. a... No, don't oh, okay, think so. Okay, I don't think it's um, nice. And So she's got 4,800 on the guys side of things, if we look at the 40th place guy then we have currently sitting in 40th, Mikel Trento from Espana with 3,700 points so more than a 1,000 points less so that's the, probably the big thing with me about this whole equality for the woman um, in the sport at the moment, if you're a girl you've got to have a shitload more points than you do if you're a guy. And Playing devil's advocate I suppose some people will say hey but the girls maybe have it a bit easier in terms of sometimes the fields aren't as deep and things like that but the reality is the girls have to do more races to get their points up to make sure that they have a spot but probably one of the things that when I look through the list um, and I'm looking outside the top 40 for the for the guys uh, I don't really see many names there that are going to seriously influence the race in Kona in terms of people actually majorly missing out. I mean, there are a few. You've got guys like Michael Raylert who is yet to to do a nine distance race, so he's not even in the equation yet.
0: And, and if he if he, he could perform, mm. If he performs, he's a yeah, player. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, but there's not a lot of big hitters that perhaps we've seen in the past from me at this stage going. Sh- Crikey, you know, hopefully that guy pulls his finger out, otherwise he's not going to qualify. On the girls' side of things, though, I do see a few more names there that could influence the race that are not in the top. 28 at this stage so you know if we look down the, That's the whole show. yeah you've got girls like Lisa Hofhaler who's only in 25th place so she's right on that sort of cusp Annabelle Luxford who's only in 27th place Karine Abraham uh I'm not sure if she's racing this weekend but she's only in 29th and she could really you know do very very well so there are a number of girls who are yeah, you know, right on that, Kate Snow, so she's only sitting in thirty eighth place, and that really yeah. You
0: know, last weekend's points? It does. Yeah. Oh, wow. So it's
1: got Ironman France two thousand. She did South Africa and only got eight hundred and fifty five, and it really shows if you have a poor Kona, you're really uh, a bit more on the back foot in terms of getting your points up. She only got three hundred and forty points from Kona, so if she wants to qualify, she's going to need to do another Ironman, and you know going to need. A, you know, at least another thousand points or so, I would have thought. So, so he's going so to John, do pretty just, well. Just while we're looking at
0: this, is it the people who have read, is it that they don't have to qualify?
1: No, the people who have read have, have yet to validate. So,
0: like Craig Alexander, mm. we don't think he's going to be there. Uh,
1: let me have a look at his. He's
0: thirty-one. He's not going to be there.
1: But well, he, as long as he he he's got only got to validate because he's a past champion.
0: Yeah, but that lasts like lasts for five years, doesn't it? Although he's won in the last five years, isn't he? Yeah, he is. But hmm. it doesn't last for five years. I mean, because they changed it, it wasn't there to pass champion Always got a qualification spot after the fact there was a time period. But he hasn't done an Ironman this year. Oh, maybe that's why he hasn't that's done it. That's why that, he hasn't okay. done it.
1: So I'm pretty sure he'll be sweet. Uh, Although he's not going to be there. Well, you never know with Crowey, do you?
0: Oh, I think this year. <laughs> I think after last year, he was, you know, mm. he didn't think it was that good.
1: Anyway, well, so we'll have a little bit more of an update on that at the end of July, but that's where we're at at the moment.
0: Okay Jumbo, let's have a look what's next okay that's our uh, sponsor
1: Fbanks.com Yes
0: can we an event?
1: And so we've got the European Championships coming up this weekend, the Ironman European Championships. And of course you can go to Ironman.com and you can see the, you know, the last year's results and you can see the previous results. But the cool thing with Athlinks is it takes it a little bit further. And if you want to see, you know, the fastest finishes and see their history, you know, if we go on to Athlinks, we can say, okay, the first Athlinks finisher was Sam Guide, and then you can go and see all his different results. But probably the one thing that really came out of this for me was if you click on the statistics tab and that gives you a bit more information about the, the average time for the males and the females. So average time at Germany is 11.34 for the males. Which is pretty t- quick really, isn't it? Yeah, 12.17 for the, for the girls. The thing that blows me away is so they had, uh, I assume that's finishes, 2,388 uh, finishes I think. Wow. 2,160 men, 288 women. Wow So you, you look at the, They've got a distribution graph Showing um, the, the Distribution of, of, of Age groups and stuff And the women Just Don't even show up It's incredible It's like Not even Not even 10% Of the field Is females At that race Wow but well, I'm looking. On. At I'm in
0: New Zealand now because I thought, well, let's look at the statistical difference between the average times. And this is what's great about athletics. I'm in New Zealand's average time is twelve twenty-two for a men, and thirteen twenty-one, and the the split is pretty much a twenty-five percent female to seventy-five percent male in New Zealand. Mm. So it's higher in Germany, obviously, but it's still. You know, so in I mean New Zealand you're getting what 790 and then 260
1: and I think this is bit, one of Andrew Messick's big points is you know yes you've got the get women to 50 campaign going strong but I think their attitude is we've just got to try to somehow figure out how we can boost female participation in the sport because those are John? pretty, pretty damning
0: numbers the other people are arguing if you're, if you're equal for the female pros that would encourage more girls let's not go there now. <laughs> <laughs> so.
1: Anyway, so ethlings.com. if you want to <laughs> go, if you wanna go and, and check out the, the races, the cool thing is it's just so much quicker and easier, I find, than actually going to the website in terms of the different events. You, you know it's all in, in one place, and it's cool for you to be able to suss out you know, what different people are doing at different races, not just that one. You might say, okay, this dude's really good at Ironman Germany, but how does he go when he goes off to Kona and sort of see – suss things out. So check it out, ethlings.com. So
0: Man Germany is – average about forty minutes faster than Ironman New Zealand. And mm. I don't think it's the race, it's more the field.
1: I think it's a bit of both. New Zealand's pretty slow. Oh, I, mean,
0: Germany? Oh, I suppose it is a fast I mean, race, isn't it? Pretty yeah. fast.
1: Yep. Okay. I so mean what Keenlai went seven fifty five far the course record and yeah. Taupo's probably about eight fifteen, eight seventeen. Yeah, but, uh, but he's yeah. You're not getting that pedigree. Are you? You're not. You're not I
0: would no say. I didn't 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 isn't oh sorry, eight fifteen, yeah, eight fifteen this mm. yeah. Eight fifteen, eight seventeen. If you got like let's say I mean New Zealand was a world championship course, mm. what are you going to get to?
1: You wouldn't go sub 8. No. But maybe 8.05 to 8.10.
0: Yeah. Yep. Mm, okay. <laughs> um, bup, 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 bup. Discussion of the week, John Bo. So last week's discussion of the week was let me pull up Facebook. Um, Facebook. The good things that
1: Iron Man have been doing. Because we give them a hard time and the good things that they've been doing. So a couple of good things Iron Man have done recently rather than us just constantly sitting here
0: and slagging them off. Okay, sorry, I was just reading someone else's face. What,
1: what is this stupid stuff with everybody doing their, their these pictures with uh, well, rainbows? In, in
0: America right now, the Supreme Court has um, allowed gay marriage. Oh, yeah. And so it's just people... I've done it.
1: Did you see the Support the 80-year-olds that got married in Texas, I think it was?
0: Yeah, it was, they pretty much did it straight away.
1: And uh, well, they, that, they said they that in the, co- the cops back in the day, it was actually outlawed in Texas. They used to... Arrange a party, and the cops would arrange a party or something, and turn up, and then just arrest everybody at the party. It was oh, gay, like the a cops gay party. Place in yeah. Oh, really? It was insane.
0: Yeah, it's, it is, it's, it's, it's an interesting discussion. Um, but anyway. But anyway, let's not go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We're a triathlon. Um.
1: So, okay, so Tony Hodge said the Legacy Lottery, loves that idea. The Canterbury Earthquake Trust, so for those that can't remember when we had the earthquakes here, Man stumped up, I think it was $50,000 um, to help out people to, to get to the races. It happened just before um, Ironman New Zealand. And then she also said Ironman New Zealand and Australia 30, 30th anniversary lotteries. And Tony would like that because she was a recipient of one of those.
0: Oh, was she? Okay, well, jo, you, uh, Johanna Parsons, she's got Legacy Lottery, but we all know that I Am Talk gave them that idea. Exactly.
1: That's true. Uh, Richard Swan, uh, no, they have unlimited beer at the 2013 Ironman function, and that is still carrying on. We do like that about WTC. Good work.
0: Someone's got an interesting question just to the side here, which I'm totally being distracted by, but it's a good question. How do I Am Talk listeners feel about the Iron Cowboy having IV fluids during and after each event? Let's just carry on mm, That's an interesting question But isn't it um, Anyway um, Peter Colson Did you do him? No I Haven't heard from Peter Colson In a while We've yeah. been out there Pete um, Create more races Worldwide wide. Um, having turned Ironman races Into McDonald's It doesn't matter What you race You know what you'll get uh, Legacy lottery
1: Craig Crimpton, race locations are generally in great tourist locations which makes selling your race to your family much easier, win win.
0: Uh, Tony Spearing, rotating the 70.3 Worlds, uh, increasing race choices, enhancing the lives coverage of the 70.3 Worlds, Kona and Regional Championships.
1: Good old D squared, Dave Dowdy, Uh, it has to be the swim start, Uh, so the new swim starts with rolling starts, wave starts and making some changes there.
0: Good old Pike Reardon, uh, they have moved the start time here at Ironman Coeur Lane up an hour. Swim now starts at 5.30am to help with the record predicted heat on a 70, of oh, 103, actually got to be 106, didn't it? Nice one, I nice, say. Eh?
1: Jordan Blanco, tough day to answer that question with the charity slots gifted to the Women for Tri board members. I'll go with moving the location of 70.3 worlds around. Worlds around.
0: I don't know the story there, what, what was the story? It did sound pretty stupid. Looks pretty suspect. <laughs> so they've got the
1: Women's for Try board. Which is a which board is, that's encouraging... It, it's, it's WT's efforts to um, make sure that women have got a, a voice. And they're basically, as my understanding goes, they're basically told, there's nothing. you guys have got nothing to do with the 50 women with Kona or equality. That's not our mission. Our mission is to, 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 is to, to increase the number of female participa- participants and understand what... We what need what to we're do we're missing, yeah. yeah, what we're missing. Um but then bizarrely, last week I think it was, they gave three women on that board um, slots to Kona. In return, they needed to fundraise I think it was seventy five thousand dollars each, and that money would be used to promote women's triathlon through clubs and things like that. It just seemed weird. 70, I think it was, was it 25,000? It might have been 25,000 each for a total of 75,000, I think. Yeah. But it just seemed weird. Like, on one hand, you're going, we haven't got any more slots for anybody, but yet we'll just give three to women. Uh, my understanding was they'll use that and then they'll probably use that in the NBC production and they'll make it okay. a big sort of theme. So I kind of so get where they're cr- going it's from. kind of like
0: a PR thing.
1: But it's just, uh, I don't know, it just seemed a bit weird to me. Okay,
0: I, I don't know much about it. Um, uh, Levi... Oh, Kosila? How do you it down? The bottom there, John. it? Colsa. I was going to say Colsa. Bullet point. Consistency. Oh, there you go. I like your bullet points. You yeah, are yeah. your ass for bullet points, don't you, John? Yep. Um,
1: and I will go. My last one. Uh, Nathan Schumacher gave Vision impaired Nathan Johnson a kind spot.
0: Oh, nice. Okay, Jumbo, what are your thoughts? The top three things I may have done in the last few years. It is interesting because when when we did this topic and I was just reading through it throughout the week... You know they've made some big progress, haven't they? There's oh, some good yeah. stuff come through.
1: And a lot of positive stuff. And one one thing that was really topical for me that came through last week, and this is something I will harp on a little bit about, is I'm a, I'm a W. What am I? I'm a I'm an All World Athlete uh, Gold Member Bevan or Gold uh, gold, um, gold Member. <laughs> uh, That's what you tell people every night. Gold, <laughs> gold <laughs> level, and really the AWA thing to me doesn't That's mean what? much to me at all. But for a lot of people, it does. And I think for a lot of people, they, they like it. We've talked in the past about, you know, you get a different coloured swim cap if you're a sub-9, sub-10 sort of thing. Yep. And this is their attempt to do that. So I go, okay, it's not for me, but um, for a lot of people, they really like it. Did you, what'd you get this year? A key ring, I think, and a sticker. Okay, But there's other little perks. I and mean, this little perk here is one that I actually like. As I'm a gold member, I've got a priority status to enter the European Championships for next year. So... They're encouraging gold members to say, okay, you're really good. You get to go to the front of the queue to go into our championship events so we can try to have more of a championship field there. So I like that. I think that's something really good that they've done. Um, So
0: you like aspects of the AWA?
1: Yes. Well, no, I like that they're trying to encourage age group, and this is another thing that I like, and trying to force and encourage pros to race more at championship races so we get to see proper championship fields. So that's one thing that I really like. Uh, I also like other things you're doing around the pro side of things in terms of removing some pro events. So you, again you're trying to centralise those pros to go to go race more often head to head and trying to pull that money so you don't get these fields where you've got two decent pros and then 15 crappy pros or second tier pros and then likewise on some of the girls races you might have five pro starters full stop so i like that and i yeah, really like that they're doing these sort of regional championship events so those are the things that i like what do you like bevan um what
0: did you say because <laughs> i've just seen they i've got that jelly tip cho- chocolate i got it so you're behind the is times. it good
1: yeah i quite liked it uh. quite sweet yeah, I love jelly Tip Ice Cream. It does taste a lot like jelly Ice Cream. I oh, try it. Good marketing. Everybody knows about that. Everybody. I had Phil around yesterday for, for a run. I had Tim, the Timotron around. Do you know what they've it's
0: called? And they both got it. It only came out yesterday. It's called, it's called Line Extension. So what they do is, if you watch what they're doing, every year they're just bringing out another product like this. So what companies do is, it, it, it's marketing, so... Your line extend your brand to bring out, it's a really good just profit for a very short period of time. So we won't mm. see this product as a long-term product. Like last year, what was it they brought out? l L&P? L&P. Mm-hmm. and and p so it's kind of gimmicky, but everyone wants to try it. Mm. And, but it won't be a long-term product. It will just hit around, big profit game. a good market. Everybody yeah. knows about it. And you've tried it. You fell for the trick. Although yeah. well, I, <laughs> I, I really that. want to. Um, Legacy is obvious that's probably the best thing although it's a Mm. little bit messy I think it's It's a work in progress
1: one thing with all these things I go that's really awesome but But, you haven't quite got it there and I feel really bad about saying that but the legacy thing I think it's great but you've got to bloody be, keep doing Man and you've got to have a three-year yeah, yeah. record on it. Oh.
0: Yeah, they, they, they almost... The cross. you've done 12, come on. Yeah, they made. It, in some ways you're kind of go, oh, it's a little bit hard. Um, I think moving a 7.3 with Champs is great because it was a bit of a fast when it was in Florida and it was a bit of a waste of space and it's cool that they can do that. Um, and then the other thing... At 70.3 this
1: year is going to be Awesome! Yeah, totally. The the course I've got there. I had a guy in for an appointment the other day, and the bike course. We're going to see something, a bit different on that course. Yeah. It's a big climb in the middle of that that race. And that's what and it's, it's all about. Steep, and as it's well. a world championship course, isn't yeah. it?
0: Yeah. Oh, it's going to be good. The third thing is, if you go to the WIM website, they've updated it, and it's you know it's a hard one because it have got so much content to release. But they've got this great article from this coach, Triathlon One Hundred One best thing they've done in the last five years. Still number one. Still number one. <laughs> and <Annette> Lee. She's <laughs> right up there. There we go. So there we go. These are the top three. Okay, this week's discussion. John, what have you got here? Because I wouldn't mind doing another one, but let's see what oh, you've got Oh, this is here.
1: quite a good one. James Botel managed to get one through the… Oh, uh, nice. Because the, there's some the John Newsome filter. filter. Uh, what are the technology, technology advances oh, okay. that you are expecting, oh, nice. real or funny? And where should we draw the lines and make rules in our sport in As terms of technology? technology? Because there's things now, like you can be, you can have the, the goggles now that can give you sort of GPS tracking to try to keep you swimming in a straight line and things like that. Oh, really? so where do we draw the line?
0: Well, it's interesting. You th- we talk about this because I was thinking about this with the marathon recently. Like, if we look at top cycling, they use technology to the max, don't they? You look at the Tour de France; they've got earpieces in. You're talking to your coach the whole time. There's this whole kind of never, navig- you know. It's a, a Tour de France, and cycling seems to always embrace technology and, and, and brings it into the sport. Now, obviously, there's levels. I'd love to see if they could do that in a marathon. Like imagine if you had a marathon where, where the athletes could be wearing an iPod, you could have your coach talking to you, they could listen to music, you know, and we actually allowed, I know. Blood is boiling over here. The purist, like Newsom, would say it's stupid. But it's, like, most people who run nowadays run with iPods. So, like, I just think I, I, I would just be... Watch out for that hole if you're running with an iPod. <laughs> what, did you hear that
1: car coming up behind you? Oh,
0: man, you just died. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> But the thing is, I just think it'd be really interesting to put a race on, a marathon race, where you've got elite runners and you said you can use as much technology as possible so you can listen to your phone, you can listen to your music, you can um, get the coach and talk to you. Would that improve performance?
1: Well, I I bet you. I mean, maybe somebody can help us out here. I bet you there is uh, some studies done out there that have done say time trials with and without music because I totally agree it's a significant performance game if I'm, I did a 20 minute time trial last week on my bike nice. and I made sure that I had some good music What kind of FTP on, did you do? I did, I did 304 I've lost 25 watts Did you? So I've, when I was before Kona I had got my, not my FTP but my 20 minute effort was at 329 and last week I did 304 and that was a pretty good effort by me last week What were you listening to? Um bit of everything. It had a bit of Rage Against the Machine. In there. Ah, do what they told you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> had a bit of an eclectic mix.
0: I tell you what, team. If you if you if you're looking for some new music to listen to, because that's what I was going to do for discussion. Next week's discussion of the week.
1: Hold on. So, just summing up this week's okay. discussion of the week is technology advances that you see coming our way, either funny or real, and where should we draw the lines?
0: And next week's discussion is going to be what are you listening to right now, music-wise? We don't want podcasts. We want music because I'm listening to Noel Gallagher's new CD. Mm-hmm. And he's got a really cool song called The Mighty Song, which I love. And I was running to it and it gets me on fire, John. Okay. So, John, but I had another question. Wait a second. So, you're talking about um, your FTP. Oh, so did you see the guy guy who, the cyclist, who tried to, they put a toaster on and they got him to ride the wattage? Mm Mm-hmm. So they put the, it's a pretty good clip. So the, it was it was in another language. I don't know what it was. This guy it was the world champion track cyclist, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> unit man, yeah, yeah. <laughs> unit, yeah. And they put him they put him next to a toaster. They plug the toaster up to the bike, yeah. And they put the toaster, in and he has to try and get the toast pop seven hundred watts, huh. seven hundred watts, how long? For probably about thirty seconds, forty seconds, yeah. like for, yeah. yeah. And it gets it. It's not it's not burnt, but yeah. <laughs> you know, it gets it. So there's a bit of a shine on the toast. God, he'd have to work hard for a crumpet. And, the, the <laughs> and, you and gotta, if you took the other term of crumpet there, John. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Benny Hill version. Yeah. Um Yeah, seven hundred watts. Mm. Pff, that's amazing, isn't it's, it? That's it? pretty solid. Have you just went max effort? Uh well what did we do last year? We did uh that hundred and
1: was it hundred and twenty five percent of FTP? And so what was I doing there? Maybe three hundred and 50 watts Or something like that And so I think you, I could you, do, do you, that for, for, for I think I was Five minutes Or something like that
0: So you'd be Max if it's probably Somewhere in the fours
1: Yeah I wouldn't be I mean i could get to 700 watts For a spike up a hill But I wouldn't be able To sustain it for anything You could get 700 watts Yeah <sighs> That's pretty
0: impressive It's not that hard Yeah how cool <laughs> You right, We're
1: going to start Trimming content Out of this week's show Because we're just Going off Do really. you want to do Age
0: group of the week or not I know we'll you want to Put music in We'll save that <laughs> oh, <laughs> <dude>. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> dilemmas. Again, okay, age group of week can wait. Um, we'll, we'll put. Do you want to do stat- statistic?
1: Oh, yep, I'll we'll do stat- statistic. How
0: long, wait, how long are we going for? Because how long is calendar? we done fifty minutes
1: that's <laughs> Out the
0: back door Out the back door <laughs> Interview John We've got an interview Coming up
1: uh, This guy is hot right now He's so
0: hot right now
1: Bloody hell Hopefully we asked him A few questions That you guys haven't heard Because I saw that uh, He had a little thing On Triathlon Magazine online Or Triathlon.com Whatever it's called um, Which was Entertainment he, he also I think he was on Bob Babbitt last week uh, And he's He's everywhere Bevan He's yeah, everywhere It's so hot right now So he's a Kiwi Called Cal Millwood If you haven't seen uh, Cupcakes with Cal, he's done, he was over in Kona last year talking to a bunch of guys, also he's based in Boulder so he's a pro athlete, a Kiwi who um, yeah, got second last weekend in Coeur Lane. also had a good race in Melbourne earlier in the year and he's basically punched his ticket for Kona, Kona and we'll see how he goes over here so here's Cal Millwood. Righty ho, we have a man who has got multiple talents this week. He's uh, got, running a dual career at the moment in terms of uh, one of our top 70.3 athletes, especially we like him because he's a Kiwi, but also he is a YouTube sensation with cupcakes with cows. So, Cal Millwood, welcome along to the show.
0: Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. He's bigger uh, than the evolution of dance, John. Do you even know what that one is? Do you know evolution of dance?
1: No, I don't know what that
0: is.
1: Let's just call him a YouTube sensation. <laughs> okay. um, I, I obviously knew a little little bit about you through your ITU career. But then uh, when you shot to stardom, I think the first clip that I saw was uh, the non government funded Triathlon New Zealand long course uh, training camp clip that you guys did on on YouTube. So um, that was pretty entertaining. But how the hell did that sort of lead? on to your uh, cupcakes with Cal.
2: I, I actually have no idea i think we um so we did that a couple of years ago and that was kind of just off the back of um i kind of got the impression that a couple of the boys who did that video um like ryan sissons and tony dodds who i'm i'm friends with and i i spent a couple of years traveling and racing with them um i saw this video come out and i just thought oh This seems a little boastful and non Kiwi, and I thought, "Hey, let's get the boys together and have a little bit of fun and tell us, you know, show everyone how it really is that we're over here in the US doing it off our own back. And um, if we don't perform, it's it's kind of our it's our own problem here. We don't, you know, we don't have John Keto full back on. So, (laughs) um, so that went pretty well. And then I think it was either year a year or two later, I think it was two years later. Um, that I was just talking to Liz Blatchford's husband, Glenn Murray, who is into production and videos, more like along the lines of surfing and that. And um, I think we were just like, oh, let's get into some more videos. And that was just, um, just doing the interviews was just something that came up. I mean, I have no history or experience in journalism. And I mean, that definitely. Join the crew. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that comes through. So I don't know. I, I mean, I have a. A little bit of a sense of humor. My mum disagrees, but I just think, um, you know, it's a bit of a common denominator, humor, even, you know, despite different cultures and backgrounds that most Americans get it. And I know the Commonwealth nations understand it, but um, I think it just sort of formed off the back of that video and uh, the rest is sort of history.
1: I, I bumped into you and kind of you were just finishing off with um – Lindsay corbin and i enjoyed the cupcake when you left and uh and, and i'd imagine you probably found it like what we do when we went to we go to kona it's um pretty hard work so how, how you what's this sort of your your long-term plan in terms of trying to keep keep a few shows pumping out whilst you're um whilst you're sort of following the kona dream
2: yeah well i i mean i'm sort of on track to uh to qualify for uh kona depending on how i, I guess um how the season pans out and um right now i'm sitting at 44th and i mean i wouldn't go to kona again to do the videos it was just way too stressful um <laughs> i mean it doesn't just fall into place and i remember just getting off the plane and we we went straight to um like glenn Murray, liz's husband he picked me up from the airport and we actually had a local bakery sponsor us like a dozen of these awesome looking cupcakes a day nice and um the novelty wore off pretty quickly, though. Like, and I think we we're <laughs> we were borderline getting diabetic. So, I literally got off the plane from uh, I think Alice, and we went straight to Meredith's hotel, and we just knocked out her interview straight away. And then the following day was the Friday, which is still a week and a day out from uh, the big dance. We did like I think Lindsay, Luke McKenzie, and maybe Crowey. And it was just—it was hectic. It was non-stop.
1: Yeah, no, the feeling. So, obviously, um, you know, your ITU career. Um, you know, what, what, probably before we get into that, what, what sort of drew you into triathlon? Were you an ex-runner, or what was your, what was your deal?
2: Yeah, I mean, I grew up doing a, a bit of running. I grew up in Hawke's Bay, and I ran under Alan Potts um, with the Hastings Harriers, and I did a little bit of swimming as well, and. But I mean, during high school, you sort of, you think that you're training hard, but then when it would come to like the big center meets, racing against athletes from Auckland and Wellington and New Zealand secondary schools and even Christchurch, we'd just get absolutely manhandled. So it was, it's just a, you know, it's a different kettle of fish. Um, and then I went to university at Massey in Palmerston North and I did sports marketing and for those three years, I didn't didn't really compete at all i just i surfed and mucked around and i think it was after after i finished uni i decided to have a crack at triathlon and i moved to the gold coast in australia to train with cole Stewart. and um it took about a year or a year and a half or two years and then i qualified for um the under 23 elite team for Lausanne in 2006 so um and then i thought you know, to make the most of the New Zealand Academy of Sport and Triathlon New Zealand funding. (laughs) It was best just to um, move back to Auckland, and that's when I got under the guidance of Pete Fitzinger. Yeah. And um, sort of took it from there, and then I raced ITU for a few years on and off. Um, I mean, one year I had um, had to take off because I had compartment syndrome in my calf muscles. I sort of had a couple of rock melons that were busting out, and they needed to be released. So... (laughs) Had that done in 2007, and then I think um, I just kind of struggled with ITU. I was a really hit and miss front pack swimmer, and as you know, like you know, even if you're 20 seconds off the pace, it's really difficult. So I think my calling was always long course. I always admired Cam Brown and uh, Rick Wells and what those guys have done, and I, you know, I sort of couldn't wait to go long course as well.
1: What so, what, like what was the sort of motivation when you're in those ITU years? You know, you're sort of scraping by, maybe getting you know some top tens here and there at sort of maybe the some of the second tier races. I mean, a how the hell are you surviving? And um, what's the motivation like when you're, you know, you're pulling out sort of thirtieths or fortieths and stuff? And at that stage, you're still probably probably running half decent, but what's sort of keeping you going through that period?
2: Um, I mean, financially, you're you're getting a few. Crumbs from triathlon New Zealand but most of it's just off your own back and um, when I was in Australia I was working at night at the Gold Coast Convention Centre like working concerts and serving uh you know like patrons and then when I moved back to Auckland I was I was working at the Mount Eden bike shop and um I think in a way it's good as well just to keep keep you balanced but um Uh, And then, obviously, if there's any injuries and stuff like that, you sort of you really do have to just rely on your parents or Mm. you know a single auntie who's who's, who understands your career and want to help you with your rent or something like that.
0: What what, was it like to be like you know like in that world where you've got all these elite guys you know who are kind of you know like you're the kind of the poor person in that world? What was it like when you're kind of surrounded with this kind of elite level that kind of gets all the rewards?
2: Um, I mean, it's difficult. It hasn't, I feel it's, it hasn't, it doesn't change. It doesn't, it doesn't change too much with long course. I mean, I, I still think it's really top heavy. Um, like the, the prize purses drop off quite a lot. And then um, sponsorship money is really tied up with the top sort of 1%. And then after that, you're really just, you might be getting performance bonuses and product or even stuff just at cost. So, mm. um, but I, I feel in ITU, you're sort of, you're treated a little bit like a rock star and um, I don't know, like I, I did not I didn't like that really. I, I like the professional um, framework uh, that's involved in traveling to a race and the meetings and the press conferences and all that. Not that I was really a part of a press conference because it's normally the race favorites, but just uh, every, you're the show and everyone's there to see you, whereas in long course you can sort of integrate a lot more and, um, you know, you're walking to the start line together with an age grouper or, you know, someone who you might have crossed paths with at another race and it's quite cool. I feel you don't really have that too much with ITU.
1: Mm, I've Certainly lost that. So what was it that sort of um tipped you over from going, right, I've had enough of long of uh ITU and I wanna go go long, which was around about sort of two thousand ten, two thousand eleven, I think.
2: Yeah, I think I think really probably just the selection policy, you get squeezed out of the program if you're not performing and I uh I mean my best result I won a uh points race, a n ITU Continental Cup in Austin and but other than that I wasn't really a force in W WTS racing. Like even World Cups, so I was maybe top fifteen. It's just it's super difficult and um in Australia and New Zealand it was all right, but realistically, um I was in the two thousand and twelve draft Olympic programme where they select like Ten or twelve athletes, and then they just slowly whittle down the numbers. So, if you're not performing, the writing's on the wall, and, and you
1: yeah.
2: you're under no illusions that you know your, your your money will eventually dry up. And um yeah, I think I finished the season maybe in 2010 or 11, and with Tijavariš World Cup in Hungary, and I just thought, you know, I don't really enjoy this as much anymore, and it's time to time to go long course and. Yeah. Um, I was always fascinated with either San Diego or Boulder, Colorado, and we'd actually spent two summers of four to six weeks in Boulder preparing for the High V World Cup. And I just, I, my coach at the time, Pete Fitzinger, who's an American, he just reached out to some friends and helped set me up with some of his running colleagues as a homestay. And, uh, and then we sort of got underway with the, um, the long course racing.
1: So, so this year, I'm pretty sure Melbourne was your, um, I know you did lots of 70.3s, and we'll go into that in a moment, but in terms of um, Melbourne was your Ironman debut, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Yeah, it's a pretty pretty balanced day at the office, 6th place in one of the major champs races, only 10 minutes off the win, you know, you're always going to be, when it comes to Ironman, you're always going to be up there in the swim, and you know, nice steady bike at 4.29, and then uh, 2.54 for a run, 8.14 on debut, you're pretty pleased with that?
2: Yeah, I was. I wasn't. I wasn't because um, I didn't really know what to expect. It was, it was pretty overwhelming trying to get your head around an Ironman, and um, I just, I just didn't want to get bored. It would go crazy on the bike, so I was just trying to trying to concentrate and and think about it. But the cool thing about the Melbourne race was quite a few of my friends were racing with Brad Carterfeld and Tim Burkle and. Um, peter robertson and it was just there's a little bit of chatter on the bike so that always breaks the ice and i just remember robo came up to me after 5k on the bike we've just got onto the highway there and he's like oh this is this is too slow and he used a few um explicits but i well you know this is i'm here to follow you guys i've got nothing to lose and everything to gain i'm i'm not going to start pumping out 70.3 watts and um Eventually, the race just slowly unfolds, and it's funny because it feels quite easy at times, and then other times it feels a little more difficult. And even starting the run, we came off with about there was a big group of us, maybe ten of us. And I remember Marco Albert; he shot off the first eight k just like shot out of a cannon. And I thought, okay, well, I went through the first k in three forty, and, and it felt pretty comfortable. And then my target time was to hold three fifty ks, which would be like a two mid-240s run and um, I remember running past Liz Blatchford who was supporting and at around the 5 or 6k mark and I just thought oh this is I even yelled out to her and said um this, t- this feels kind of comfortable and I was running just behind Brad felt, and it's just funny how the screws eventually tighten I got to 19ks and I just thought I might not even be able to finish it because you take on the grand piano and luckily <laughs> I had a I had a red bull waiting for me and uh, special needs at halfway and I think it got me through, but it really is, as corny as it sounds, it is really a test against yourself.
1: Yeah. What so how, you? how did you find it relative to, say, 70.3 racing?
2: Uh, pretty slow. Um, yeah. I mean, especially after the weekend where I raced boulder here, it just it, that feels a lot more like when I first did an Olympic distance non-drafting where you're just going flat out, and that's how it feels now where – like, I mean, we rode a two o. Mark Boasted rode a 2.01 and I rode a 2.03, which is like a 43k an hour average and there's just no leading up at all. And then the run is just flat out. So it, it's kind of cool in an Ironman where it feels like you're, you've got to back off a little bit. So I, I like that concept.
0: What um what did you enjoy the most? You know, because like, obviously you're, you're kind of trying to point your career a bit more towards Ironman and trying to get to Kona and, and you obviously still do your 70.3, but which kind of distance do you enjoy racing the most?
2: I think uh seventy point three is really rewarding if you can run fast enough. Um I remember doing the, my first one at, at Tarong and I ran a one twelve fifty and it felt pretty comfortable, but that's coming off, you know, running thirty one minute, thirty one thirties in an ITU mm-hmm. where you're just running out flat out. So all of a sudden to run like 3 minute 20 or 3 minute 30k pace doesn't feel so bad, but then that pendulum slowly swings and all of a sudden I think you f- you fall into that sort of long and slow trap and I've, I admire Cam Brown sort of reinventing himself and I've heard of a few run sessions he's done along um, the waterfront there in Auckland where he's just getting back to running you know, fast and getting that leg turnover. And But I mean, to answer your question, I think eventually my calling is going to be a long course in hopefully we'll see how Kona goes this year. I got out there last year to watch it and do the videos, and I think I, I learned a fair bit just by, you know, I'm good friends with Tim Burkle, who ran in for seventh, and just to see how he handled the whole the whole thing on debut.
1: So 70.3 you said you know you won Boulder 70.3 must've been a couple of weeks ago and I know you've had a, a win before in Boise when you out sprinted uh Matty, Big Bad Matty Reed um so but but the Boulder field you know it was pretty quality you, you beat um, Tim Don and a bunch of other you know top guys so has that been a bit of a breakthrough for you
2: Yeah I think so it's been a long time between drinks and I mean Boise was my first 70.3 here and um I was actually training under Craig Walton for a couple of months on the gold Coast, and it was really run orientated training and I think that helped me a lot and I've sort of got back to that here and now where I'm getting out and doing you know one k repeats or mile repeats and just getting that leg turnover and when you have it seems like every time there's an Olympic cycle, you get a wave of i t u athletes coming up and especially if timmy Don like he's no slouch, he got i mm-hmm. think third at worlds last year and um I mean, you're just running scared. Those guys, they're running fast, and it kind of feels like they're running fast reasonably comfortably.
0: Mm. Although on the day, you actually ran pretty much the same as Tim.
2: Yeah, yeah, I think, um, I mean, we ran a 116.5, yeah. which isn't fast, but, I mean, we're at altitude, and Well, most of the guys at
0: 120, so,
2: yeah. Yeah, it was just, I felt like, I was disappointed when I saw the time. I was like, oh, damn it, like... I ran a one fifteen or a fourteen last year, and the run course is a little bit different it 's all off road but I think um the the bike just kind of put a bit of sting into a lot of people 's legs
1: cool so we we talked before about surviving on the i t u circuit and yeah you, know, you were saying you get some crumbs from from uh Tri and Z and bits and pieces here and there, and I'd imagine you you probably had a European club at some stage now that you're doing long course, and as you said it 's totally down to you yeah you know, how do you survive a long course when you know you're seventy point threes you're getting the odd podium here or there or the sort of top five top six but as you said you know often those the prize money's very top heavy especially for the seventy point threes and you know if you're getting sixth or seventh it's um it's not a lot so is the podcast i'm not the podcast the um the videos and stuff sort of helping in terms of sponsorship or what else do you do to survive
2: yeah I mean that's probably part of the reason i mean I did a bunch of the videos about eight videos while I was here in Boulder last year and then um they were received really well and then I just thought how can I leverage off these and um turn it into money and uh eventually I approached uh like a, a group of sponsors and sort of sold sponsorship on all the videos for Kona and I had my bike sponsor Kintana fly me out there and then I got some of my own sponsors plus most of them were new sponsors that got on board and I sold all the videos and um Nice. it's kind of just carried momentum and pretty much all of them have turned into personal sponsorships for myself as well and um uh so i think the videos is really the videos sort of overtook my my racing and i think it was really cool you know the other weekend to win in boulder to sort of give mm-hmm. myself a bit of credibility rather than just being an entertainer
0: because yeah, um, this is that fine line, isn't it? You know, like, because, you know, obviously profile is really good for your brand um, and that, that creates opportunity, but at the same time you want to be seen first and foremost as an athlete, I'm sure.
2: Oh, yeah, definitely. Like, um, I think, I don't know. I, um, I think as well just having myself and then Glenn, who's a, a corrupt vision, he he's been around around the traps for quite a while and he knows a lot of the athletes here as well so i think if i was just any old person who wasn't involved in triathlon and just a journalist um we might not be able to get access to some of the athletes and then also just having some of the athletes relax as much as they do um i mean it's still intimidating interviewing crowey or or jan Fredino, and uh you know you're four or five days out from their biggest race of the season and um and then you've got people on uh, internet forums saying, "Oh, you weren't funny. You couldn't make them laugh." And I'm like, "Well, you sit down next to Crowley and try and crack a joke, and and <laughs> see if you either sucker punches you or laughs." And so, I mean, that's the that's the thing as well. I think being a Kiwi, you're kind of taught to be modest, but yeah. at the same time, if you don't put yourself out there, um, I don't know, you're going to be sitting on 200 followers on Twitter and really struggling for for uh, you know to build your brand.
1: So, well, it's been some of the funnier moments. I mean, I think one of the, I don't know, most cringeworthy or entertaining moments was when you were one of your earlier ones when you interviewed Jodie Swallow and it, you were pretending it was Jodie Spitz. Um, how did she take that? And have there been any other? Uh, what, what have been the funniest or most difficult moments for you?
2: Um, I mean, a lot of those those sort of gags, I, like, I hate to spoil it, but I do run them, run them past. Yeah, yeah, like, I'm yeah like, fair I'm enough with that one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not just – and, I mean, her, her boyfriend or fiancé, James Kanama, was sitting in the background, so I didn't want to – I mean, <laughs> it would have been good entertainment if I got mauled by them both, but um, yeah. I just sort of said, hey, look, this is – what do you want to talk about? Um, you know, it's loosely scripted, but it's always good. I think there's people like Meredith Kessler who – she wants to have fun and um and then you've got other people who have got a bit of an agenda like they want to get all their sponsors out there and and sort of please the sponsors so it's a balancing act but um i don't think i've had too many crazy moments because i'll sort of i'll loosely come across we'll touch upon the topics before we talk about it and um but I, my my aim is not to embarrass people. It's just to provide a platform where we can have a little bit of fun and break away from the, you know, the textbook interviews that you might see on Slow Twitch or Bob Babbitt or even yourself, where, um, <laughs> you know, you you, it, there's people who want the information, and um, whereas I'm there, I just I want to have some fun with them and show that they've got personality and they're not just a Terminator-like um, professional athlete who just breathes triathlon 24 seven.
1: So last weekend, and the beauty of podcasting, we actually um, we can we can talk about your amazing race at, at Cord Lane, and you've you've seemed, wow. you've seemed to have freshened up incredibly quickly. So maybe <laughs> uh, maybe tell us a bit about your day and how good it felt to beat uh, pots out of the swim and to to build that fifteen minute lead off the bike.
2: <laughs> yeah, no, I mean it was great, uh no. I just couldn't believe Andy couldn't go with my 500-watt attack after the, up that first hill. I mean, I just Especially remember looking back aid. at him. <laughs> the heat was insane as well. So 50 degrees, really, who would have thought? Really pleased with that, and um, it was cool that Shimano came in with that extra $5,000 bonus So <laughs> just to lead off the bike. So, yeah, thanks for that.
1: Um, just, to, just in terms of your planning, though, you know, um, I've, I've – criticize some some pro athletes who, th- who are trying to get to Kona on you know the path they're trying to do it and, and not necessarily thinking about the points and targeting their seasons if they really want to make it it seems to me that like you've done it fairly smart in terms of targeting um, targeting Melbourne where you got good points there you top that up with some good 70.3s and then you're going to Coeur Lane, which is traditionally not a uber uber field you know you usually have pots and one maybe one or two guys there but you know it's if you have a reasonable race it's a pretty good chance of getting reasonable sort of points so did you plan your season based off um trying to get points or was it more based off just what actually fitted in
2: yeah a bit of both really so my ideal scenario would be to race just the one iron man but at the same time, your hands are tied, you become a bit of a victim to the beast that is Man, where you, you are chasing your tail for points. And um, I mean, the ideal scenario would have been a top three like uh, Brad Carterfelt did uh, mm-hmm. in, in Melbourne where as a first-year current qualifier, you're really on the back foot because you've got no carryover points. So he's going to be able to pull it off where um, he can just supplement his already pretty good finish at Ironman with a couple of good 70.3s whereas I could risk not doing another Ironman and just supplement Melbourne with a couple of 70.3s but I don't want to be in come July, August and be having to try and fit in a a late-minute Ironman.
1: Mm. Mm. And, and what's the plan for Kona? Because, as you said, you've been there and, um, you know, first-year guys like, say, you and Dylan McNeese and Brad Carterfeld, you know, you're all good, really good athletes, um, but there's a difference between racing uh, for the win and racing for doing the best race that you can um, and just maybe trying to go for the more steady any approach because, uh uh, yeah, the as you probably know, the bike pace seems to be just nut bar and if you blow up it's uh it's good night nurse and you're gonna spend an awful lot of time out on the out on the Queen K.
2: Yeah. Um I I haven't really even thought about Kona to be honest. I just I just wanna first of all get there in the first place and then um book some accommodation without having to take out a mortgage yeah. and then I guess we'll just we'll come up with a game plan but it was really cool i mean i was supporting tim reed and tim burkle last year and i managed to get out in the car on the bike course even and and just sort of see how it unfolded and it was just amazing to see how many athletes are in that that sort of pace line like it seemed there's around 20 plus or minus and i pulled up next to burkle in the car and i just you know that we're chatting away and he was quite relaxed and i think he played the conservative approach and I think if you can across the board be consistent without trying to be a superhero, you can get a good result there. And so long as you can run well, and um, that's part of the part of the process of trying to unlock Iron Man is putting together a good run. And I don't think I did that in Melbourne, um, and I think in Coeur d'Alene last weekend I really put it together running <laughs> the two thirty-five. <So, laughs> <laughs> nice. no, so well, I mean, just trying to trying to harden up my legs to, to run that back fifteen K well and and get that nutrition dialed in will um hopefully get me across the line and in a good position in, in Kona. But I haven't given it too much thought. I just want to get there in the first place and then, you know, we'll we'll figure it out.
1: So um plugs in terms of uh, where people can follow you and any, any sponsors you want to give a bit of, give a bit of love?
2: Yeah, I mean I'm pretty active on social media these days on on Twitter. Um it's, it's just my Twitter handles, my name and um most of my stuff is on there, so I um I tend to update that frequently and also I have a website which is just com. and um but yeah, everything's pretty much on social media these days, so it's not all serious from me. A lot of it's just a lot of silly pictures and quotes, but um it seems to get the ball rolling and um, I just, I don't know. I'm just <laughs> trying to keep it real. Uh,
1: a couple of questions we often ask people: shave or wax? Uh, well, and
2: we're talking, le- we're
1: talking legs here.
2: <laughs> hey, oh. nowadays, <laughs> <laughs> um, my parents actually have a b- a day spa in Brisbane and the Noosa Heads, and I I have tried the the waxing approach, and I had my sister do it to me, and it's just the most painful thing. So I, I'd wax every day of the week. Oh, sorry, I'd uh, shave um, every day if I had the opportunity.
1: And if you were to train specifically for a marathon, so give yourself uh, six months, nine months to train specifically for a marathon, what do you think you could bang out?
2: Um, I would like to think, uh, I don't know, go around 225, something like that.
1: Nice. Yes. Who, was it, who was it again, Bevan? Who said he'd like this? to... Rasmus Henning of two twelve yeah, or two fifteen. Show notes
0: that Rasmus is racing again.
1: Yeah, he's doing ITU Worlds. Well, yeah. that was last weekend as well. He won,
0: didn't yeah, you see that he the won. results? <laughs> and he went, he went a sub hour. Unbelievable! Yeah. Wow, he could do that two oh seven.
2: Really awesome.
1: Yeah. Well, Callum, um, we hope when by the time this interview comes out, you've had a spanking uh, good weekend in uh, Court Lane, and um, yeah, we look forward to seeing how things roll out for you and. Kona later in the year and uh, we should have hopefully a few, few good Kiwis on the start line so thanks for your time and guys um, check it out, Cupcakes with Cal, if you haven't already seen it, Very go onto YouTube, it's pretty easy to find or you can go to CallumMillwood.com and uh, find out all the, the goss there, so thanks again Callum
2: Yeah, thanks for having me guys and hopefully we'll uh, catch you up in Kona Sweet.
0: Jobbo, your thoughts?
1: It's good solid, steady effort last weekend and now he's going to start thinking about Kona so yeah yeah, be interesting to see. You know, I'm really interested to see guys like him and Dylan because they're Kiwis. Um, what sort of approach they take to Kona? Um, so Callum, I think, is good mates as he said in the interview with uh, Tim Burkle. And you, know, you saw Tim Burkle, who you'd normally say probably not really a top ten Kona guy. Yeah. Good, you know, Ironman winner, really good athlete. But you probably say, if you did your picks, you probably wouldn't have him in there he just went about his business last year and ran, ran himself into the, the top job. 10 and so I think those guys if they you know, don't go nut bar on the bike and just ride
0: their race Dylan's going to be the more interesting on, one isn't it because Dylan's such a fast swimmer it's going to be hard for him not to get caught up early on
1: I think he, he's shown in a number of, well, he showed at Man New Zealand he showed in Cairns that guys have ridden, ridden past him yeah, and he's, he's just good. sort of settled into his, his day so I suspect he's going to do the same over there but yeah. we'll wait and see
0: yeah, we could see some Kiwi boys coming on through. And So we haven't talked much about Torenzo lately. Yeah, he's got a quali-
1: uh, no, he was close.
0: He was in about thirty eighth.
1: Um, yeah, because he had a good seventy point three worlds last year, didn't he? And then he did. I'm in New Zealand, so he's kind of done his race. So if he, as long as he does a few more events, he should be should be yeah. sweet. I think his focus. So we still don't know what's going on with this triple crown, and if they say triple crown is going to be seventy point three worlds and. Um, Bahrain at the end of the year, I think he's going to very much be focused on that rather yeah. than Kona.
0: Yeah, I would be.
1: I'm to uh, do a, I've got to do a quick wrap for Epic Camp because uh, Epic. we didn't really do that. So it, do you want
0: me to drop the beat?
1: Drop the beat? <clears throat> well, it's yeah. a wrap for okay. Epic <laughs> Camp. There you go, nice. Um, so quick, quick spot plug for some of our sponsors because we haven't done a show since we sort of wrapped we have but I didn't do this last week (laughs) (laughs) Um, but infinite they supply all our nutrition out there and guys love it if anybody wants to get some infinite use the promo code coach john and that'll work on their American site and you get 10% discount. Um, Salt Stick, you've heard sports science guys come on our show and sort of say, oh we don't need electrolytes and stuff anymore but in my experience when you're over in Kona, if you don't look after your electrolytes, uh, you tend to not necessarily suffer that day but it's in the the days after that you suffer. So we crank guys with the Salt Stick and I hear so many different stories about people in races um, cramping and as soon as they have salt it seems to fix it. The scientists are telling us one thing and then we're hearing another f- sort of anecdotal stuff from athletes so we make sure we pump, um, stay pumped up on salt stick Blue 70 we know the best wetsuits in the world and extreme endurance Bevan, this time yes. in one year I will be on... Wait a second, Epic France? Day 2.
0: Because I saw on your Facebook you had a photo up there.
1: Yes, yesterday I will have ridden Mont Ventoux in one year's time Nice. And today we will be biking en route for Ombrum the site of the famous Ombrum man, mm. and we'll be going past, we'll wave goodbye to Mont Ventoux, and then we'll go to Ombrum, and then the day after that we'll be riding the Col de, Col de Zard and the Col de Galibier, and then the day after that we'll be doing Alpe d'Huez, and then the um, day after that we'll be doing the Col de Madeleine and then we'll be going across to a different part of the Alps, So guys if you ever wanted to get across to France and you ever wanted to give an Epic Epic Camp a crack still got a couple of spaces, it's going to be amazing. You need to basically be sort of a 5 hour 40 bike split or better and it's going to be awesome. Good times, rock and, and roll. So where
0: do they go to find out about
1: that? Epiccamp.com. And then we also are going to be doing uh Kona camp next year. You'll get to meet Bevan in person as well.
0: Wow, in that case, it'll sell out in seconds, John. Yeah,
1: so we're going to basically do a pre Ironman camp for you guys that are doing late season Ironman races. If you're looking at doing um, or uh, flori- season, flori- Florida, maybe even Western Australia or anything like that. You'll get an amazing block of training in October, perfect build-up, plus you get to see the World Championships, you get to see the whole island, and it's going to be awesome, and you get to meet Bevan as well. So what, what could be better?
0: I might even do my clapping game for them.
1: Yes. Yeah. We'll be back by popular demand.
0: If you're going to France this year,
1: check out premier-valo.com. Those guys are based in the Alps. And if you mention I Am Talk, you'll get a 15% discount. So if you want to go over there this year to see the Tour de France or just go and do your own little thing amongst there, check them out. And also Pyrenees Sport if you want to go to the other mountains. So if you don't know France very well, on the sort of left-hand side of France, you've got the Pyrenees. So check out Pyrenees Sport. If you're going across the Alps and stuff, check out premier-valo.com. Mention I am talking to you get yourself a deal.
0: Okay, John, let's go sponsor after you've given us <sighs> <lots of> plugs. <laughs> yeah, <exactly.
1: laughs> Extreme Endurance. I've got we talked about their new product that they uh brought out last week. It's now available for you guys in the States, for you guys in the UK and Europe. You gotta wait a couple more weeks, but it will be your ways. Fuel sources. Fuel five. They've got some funky new packaging. Yeah, and, that's really cool, isn't and, it? And they've they've repackaging their um uh, execute as well, um, so they're really they're going for that X-Men sort of look, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, Fuel
0: 5 is a cutting-edge energy carbohydrate formula made up of five different forms of fuel, four different types of carbohydrate plus lactate. The preparatory blend of organic sweet potato, multidextrin, uh, dextrose, lactose and sucrose is designed to give the body its preferred substrate uh, fuel enzyme to produce glucogen synergis.
1: So guys, what they're basically trying to do here is really have a product that will last, it will help you with your short term energy needs, your medium and your long term energy needs. So uh, check it out and basically the way that they are recommending you take it is you have two scoops with eight ounces of water um, before workouts or if you're going to take it post workout you have it 10 to 20 minutes after training, one scoop with eight ounces of water and if you want to go for the optimal recovery you go for one scoop of extreme uh x endurance protein for the optimal carb protein recovery drink. so if you want to find out more about it check it out um, on xendurance.com, and then just look under products and you can see Fuel 5.
0: I'd be really interested to try it. You know, oh, yeah. like it'd be, it'd be really interesting to see the difference, you know, if, if you're having a big training session hmm. and to see if you get that sustained kick and uh, so yeah, check All it right. out. I'll be, I'll
1: be putting in an order. So Kiwis and Aussies, um, if you want to get hold of this stuff, I'll probably be putting in a order pretty soon. I've always got uh, X Endurance in stock, I've always got Immune Boost in stock and the other stuff, I uh, also have the Amiga in there, and I will be getting some of the stuff in. So if you're keen to get some Kiwis and Aussies, pop me a note, and I'll be doing an order pretty and soon. Fijians, Fijians, no reason why we can't yeah, get a Fiji. Sure we've got a
0: big audience in Fiji. Yeah. yeah. And Samoa, 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 Samoa. Okay, John, cool. questions, questions. And Good old Paul Williams got one. He's got. It seems that the big three regional championships: Melbourne, Germany, and Texas. Uh, run on fast courses with sub-8 or close finishes for by the men and definitely sub-9 by the top two or three women. Should the WCC have put the regional championships on more difficult courses, e.g. Port Macquarie, Lake Placid or Nice, or perhaps rotate the venues like they are with the 70.3s? I left Ironman South Africa and Brazil out as they are only one race or two in the region, so <coughs> at the moment... So John it's your thoughts
1: qu- interesting question I thought um, I think the WTC's main approach here is they want to be going to big centres where they can actually try to get some mainstream media coverage mm. so um,
0: whether do they like, Germany I don't they do. Think,
1: oh yeah, Frankfurt, they certainly but do. That's historic. Yeah. I mean, they've got. I mean, in Germany, you have Frankfurt, you have Rote, and they also have the ITU uh, race in Hamburg, which is massive. They're all massive. So, yes, I think they make some inroads there. Melbourne. Would they get more mainstream media there than what they would if they went to Port Macquarie? I'd probably argue yes, but I still think it's minuscule. Maybe Aussies can tell us otherwise. Melbourne is just a sporting mecca. Yeah.
0: And so I think they probably get. It's hard to get attention in Melbourne, eh? And mm, everyone but, wants Aussie rules.
1: But the fact that they probably disrupt people's lives quite a bit over there probably gets them some attention in yeah. terms of the, the road closures and stuff. Uh, in Texas, it's in the woodlands, so I don't think they probably. Probably makes that bigger, bigger deal there. With that, would, it, would uh, my opinion? Would I like to see it on a more challenging course? I kind of think at all these races we seem to have really good racing. So
0: I think it'd be nice if one, mm. you know, like you, you'd have one that everyone knows is the crazy one. Mm. You know, it might be the Hilly Championship Course. And and the nice thing is you can appeal to different athletes as well because mm. we often talk about how Kona is, you know, it, it works for a certain type of athlete. Look at Merino, as we were talking about earlier. Whereas you, let's say you you chose the American one because you've got Kona anyway, so you hit mm. the American one. It's on a kind of a crazy, you're not new Norseman kind of a level, but just, you know, everyone knows this is a hard day at the office. I think that would you know, it's, be it's kind tricky.
1: But I really like what they're doing with seventy point three is moving it around. But that consistency, you know, that's what Kona. was was really good and Nice was really good it was that consistency you go there year after year and then you start to build that sort of history whereas if you do start moving it from place to place like the ITU does with their world long distance champs maybe it's just a bit harder to really build that um, consistent brand image of being a world championship so yeah I'm I'm probably varying on leave it as it is
0: I I think if we could choose one of the courses to make it a little bit harder Mm would that be kind of cool Mark the Missile he sent through uh there's, an, there's a piece that he sent through from the Wall Street journal uh talking about how there's a lawsuit going across in America basically we're alleging that volunteers are being exploited in uh marathons i think it was yeah it's, and it, it could have implications for w t c major
1: implications not just for w t c but for all um, events events so they're really saying that yeah it's just making it going make it really difficult to get hold of volunteers and as far as my understanding goes, and this is how I do it with my events, you, know, you volunteers, yes they're volunteers, but they're usually getting paid. Not directly, but they're part of a volunteer organisation. So you would imagine in Kona that uh, each year they would go to maybe different schools and say right, this school you man this aid station, you have parents and you have kids manning that aid station and for that your school will get $500 or whatever. But it really sounds like... Um, the, the court case here is it's really taking advantage of people and they're not being paid the right sort of rates etc so if whatever happens out of this if they're really saying there's got to be you know you're going to have a huge amount of red tape around getting volunteers it's going to have major implications maybe not here in New Zealand but we're going through difficult changes ourselves with the What's the new act that's health, coming in? Health and safety law. Yeah, there's some new stuff coming in here, and it's going to start making people a lot more liable. You can't really put your head in the sand. So well, it's going to make it, things it, more it difficult,
0: isn't Because it, it? We, we've done all the work for the business, and it's a lot of work. For Joe spent probably a good six weeks, you know, hmm. really putting towards our plan. And at the end of the day, as long as you do your job well, there's no problems, and you just got to keep a record of things. But
1: but you're a business Is it for more for the races you know your clubs, races and things like that yeah, then people who are volunteers on the the committee all of a sudden they're going to become liable for a club, ra- club race that yeah. normally they might not have anything to do with all of a sudden you've got to know what's going on
0: yeah it's, it's, it's interesting and i think because maybe one of the reasons this has happened is because these businesses now are of you know like the rock and roll marathons they're, they're big profit now oh yeah you know and and so they're, they're making a lot of money and then and you know not distributing it back yeah and so it'll be interesting to see what happens and, and you know some people could argue that's the same with I mean you know I mean hmm. probably makes a lot of money from a race and they get a lot of volunteers and maybe they do give them some money maybe there's a lot of free stuff as well um is that proportional to the amount of effort that the people are putting in so uh, interesting to watch this case as it moves forward um, Neil Strange
1: uh, Strange. He's been uh, After several years Of slowly catching up With the Iron Talk podcast So I've finally reached The milestone That is four episodes To go To do it, to go Before he's up to date yeah. He's got a real conundrum On his on his plate he's here He's got a dilemma John Should he listen To the last four episodes Or Just tweak it out So he's like just,
0: Blitz it at once
1: Yep Or Just sort of go half an, hour, half an hour At a time And just slowly Never quite catch up
0: And I said I went back to him I said I'm pretty sure I'd do the all out and Houston would do the three-year effort.
1: No, I'd go all out. You don't want to be back up to date. Yeah. You hear the current news and then just go week by week. Yeah, I'm with you.
0: I'm with you. So do it. Just listen to us for hours of your life. Mm. <laughs> Hopefully it's not like two-hour shows, you know, where it's like four hours, a lot of those. I just got another couple of quick ones. Um, this week's photo is going to go on the website and it's uh, from Nicholas Pollock and he was just saying he's getting ready. A, I think I th- I'm not sure what Tracy was doing, um, but uh, I think it was called Elaine. But he, he, he had all the I Am Talk kit He had the one oh, nice. piece The shorts The jersey Send us pictures He, he, he has Look at oh, that yeah. Look at. Oh, That is that sensational
1: is. Make sure you send that picture to me I'll get it up on the website Make sure you send some pictures of you in it I, I put a couple of pictures. I
0: think I've just got an email today Saying he, he got lots of love on the on the course From people saying I Am oh, Talk There you go So there you go um, Even Coiler Is that on mm-hmm. your one? I'm going to support this up. Okay, i got a couple more to up. I just wanted to further my question regarding, uh, following 70.3 in Victoria, where I put my own moral fiber to the test. This was not my race, but my brother's. I was only there to do a cycle tour of the area and cheer my fellow sibling. When I cycled to the start line at 510, there was a call over the speakers that an athlete that was. In need of a front wheel, without a second thought, I flipped over my bike and whipped my wheel off and ran into the transition area. I've never met such appreciation from a man in my life. Uh, After the race was finished, I hunted the guy down and asked how his race went. It was amazing. Thanks for the awesome wheel, you were a lifesaver. I owe you a beer or two. Only once I looked at the results, I discovered that my wheel had taken this athlete into ninth overall and to the championships. Therefore. Can I claim 9th overall? Yeah,
1: put that wheel. That's going to be a t- discussion of the week coming up.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. And then, uh, oh, yeah. And yeah, I think this is Nick. So Nick did come back to us and he said, got some lots of shout outs from I Am Talk Gear at, at Coeur Lane this weekend. It was a brutal day with over 42 degrees of temperature. What a race. This town is fully committed to the race and it shows. Easily the best race I've done so far as the support and crowd involvement. Bike, very challenging. Run, picturesque. Water, usually. 70 degrees fahrenheit the only downside is that the bike aid stations actually actually ran out of water Mm. on that day Mm. can you believe it patrons john
1: patrons we love our patrons thanks for supporting us guys you all got the chance to be joining us in kona next year and of course you get a nickname and guys we really appreciate all the support we get because it just makes our lives a little bit easier it's been sitting here for two hours so far this morning cranking it out plenty plenty to come First up, we have Adrian Grand Slam Maisie. Is that a new one, or is it that... a new one? Because he's a South African guy living in New York, and he used to be—I think he was a tennis pro. He was either tennis pro or a very good oh, tennis really? player. Oh, really? So um, Grand Slam. Can you play tennis? Uh, I can just do an overarm serve, yeah, but I'm, I'm not pre- particularly
0: good. No, I'm really bad at tennis. I like a game of tennis, yeah. but I'm just not that good. Yeah, my heart. Mixed, David- mixed doubles. Mixed doubles—that's what you go for. Why is it? Because it's
1: usually pretty fair, you know. You've usually got a. Uh, one weaker
0: st- <laughs> I thought you were going to say
1: <laughs> No I'm not, I'm not You just brand me a bloody sexist the whole time
0: <laughs> God oh, You take the good You take the bad Okay David Sobel um, I've got Sweet Justice Sweet Sweet Justice Sobel Justice I just Sobel. like this You know Because if you're riding with him He smashes you Sweet Justice Okay Yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, Connor Sanders Sensational Sanders Sensational. <laughs>
1: You've got to be a Kiwi or Aussie to really understand that one. Because
0: there's a league, um a league commentator, Roberts Warren. Roberts yeah. Warren is a very iconic league commentator and is, is saying for a long time was sensational. Yeah. And uh so sensational, Sanders. Adam Fox, I've called him crazy legs. Crazy. So thought of a fox going really fast. Yeah. So he's got crazy legs. And he was saying he's an Ultraman
1: He did, he did ultraman. Australia and he was in the top few, and he's going over to uh, Ultraman in Hawaii in November.
0: Yep, so there you go, crazy legs. And you've got the last one. And
1: last one, Angus the Wild Bull Boyd. Where'd that come from? That was an old one.
0: Oh, so you gave me three out of the four.
1: I think you got a little catching up to do, buddy.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Uh, sponsors
1: Athlinks.com,
0: social networking for endurance athletes,
1: extreme endurance, your
0: lactic buffer.
1: And our team of patrons
0: We should almost have team Kia car. The sure. patrons Yeah, we can,
1: we can roll with that I'm happy <laughs> with that <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Okay John, what's your goss?
1: What's my goss? What's my goss? Uh, I had a kids own, Blinda and Jen went for a shopping day in Auckland on Saturday Oh, but they just got flew to go shopping? Yep, flew up They got up at like 4 o'clock in the morning Got home about 10 o'clock at night
0: Really? Yeah why, uh, why Auckland? Why would you go to Melbourne or somewhere like that? You
1: can't, you can't really do Melbourne in a day Auckland you can do in a day how much did it, it, I I it cost
0: you?
1: Linda's got a budget She's sticking to Five dollars Yeah <laughs> Got her new credit card And that, she gets her budget Put on that every quarter uh, Every quarter Yeah
0: Here's your quarterly update
1: Yeah uh, And so I had the kids all day Took Felicity on a, a uh, Gastro experience uh, in terms of just enlightening her palate because we got rid of Thomas at lunchtime after soccer and then uh, her and I went out and had lots of food that Thomas can't ever have because Felicity eats the same as him, which is
0: pretty... And then she has no food allergies?
1: Uh, peanut butter, she's not. She, she, yep. She's allergic to that. And so we went for all the junk food that we could get through in one day. We had wontons at the mall. Oh, I
0: love a wonton. Love a wonton. Have you had the wontons at King of Snake? Yeah, they are yeah, gold, aren't yeah. they?
1: And then we had, a, we had a smoothie, and then we had uh, frankfurters, uh, and then we had Pizza Hut for dinner. Uh, where was Tommy? At, he was at his grandparents' place, and then we had a little McFlurry. So we were full of stuff. I never ate, so I can't remember, that, I ca- really can't remember ever having Pizza Hut in the last 10 years. It's but still good, it, but isn't it? No, not really. Oh, really? Uh. <laughs> $20, you got two pizzas, oh, yeah. fries, yeah. and onion rings. Yeah. I was like, who's making any money here? Yeah,
0: yeah. No. You, you, you do wonder don't you? I it's, think they make money On delivery Yeah If you get it delivered to you Because anyway. it costs you like Eight bucks to get it delivered
1: It was pretty You got what you paid for yeah. wasn't high a highlight Felicity, like Felicity was pretty
0: excited About it's the a Flurry, flurry.
1: Uh, It's just their Their sort of Ice cream And then they chuck Like crunched up m ms or Crunchy bars mm. or something in it. Mm. You
0: know you know what The biggest rip off in, in, in food is right now Other than high end drinks? drinks Oh drinks always rip off yeah, yeah Um no, those yoghurt stores. The, it's the big thing right now, the yoghurt stores. Oh, yogurt. Yeah, 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 yeah. You go yeah. get some yoghurt and then you put some... Frozen yoghurt. And, yeah. and, and you drop 10 bucks on it. Mm. And it's just yoghurt. You
1: know. It's a lot. It's, a, it's probably not even proper yoghurt. There was one thing I did find out. I said to Phil, running on Monday, we got the st- one of the pizzas we got with stuffed crust, and I said to was Phil... Was that good? I said... That stuff crust There's some cheese in there Ain't I'm pretty cheese. sure it wasn't cheese
0: Because <laughs> 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 cheese the biggest cost for pizza oh, I bet it is yeah. There's no,
1: there no cheese on those pizzas <laughs> i tell you that Oh that's about it Bevan what's happening in your world uh, I just to start trimming content out of these shows We hardly have any content in anymore But they're still bloody two hours
0: long Bugger off We're talking about the races We had <laughs> Callum Millwood on the show yeah, You gave heaps of plugs <laughs> Yeah <I did. laughs> Who's coming to Evercam? Uh What's, what's Two my spots goals? left What's my cost What's my cost Getting back in the swing of things
1: You know, you get mentioned in this week's article
0: Was it in? only fortnightly I'll write an article about you I promise <laughs> Okay here's the go Here's my challenge What should I write about you about uh, It needs to be something that has some I can't just talk crap
1: Yeah oh, Maybe I'll talk about Relationship advice so I'm going, yeah. okay,
0: okay Pin me up as Maybe as giving as your partner a credit career. card With a quarterly
1: Yeah Sticking to a budget
0: <laughs> Maybe I could talk about choosing a coach Okay, that's what we're going. Okay, and the next month, yeah. I'm going to, there's going to be a piece about John Newsome and <laughs> two co- of New Zealand's biggest co- newspapers. Coded, coded. And uh, my Wellington listeners, Wellington listeners, did that yeah.
1: article go in Wellington as well? Yeah, I'm
0: on the Dominion Post. There you go. Oh mate I'm, 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 I get emails from Wellington just about every bloody day. Oh god. Um, what's my goss, John? What's my goss? You obviously had music practice last night. You yeah. get your piano's not up. Getting back into it. Get back into the band. We're going to do an open mic next week. Do I, do I tell you about my open mic before we went away? Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Just shoot me down <laughs> um, Blunder really wants to go to the movie You said you cried at the other day Oh it's very good mm. Yeah it is very good I would highly recommend that um, Terminator's coming out this week mm. I, don't, I don't care for Terminator no.
1: I don't care for Terminator
0: <laughs> Well I don't care to see it I enjoyed the early ones when I was younger um, What's my gosh, John? What's my gosh? What have I got to look forward to in life? How when you come back from holidays? Yeah, isn't parent
1: it? teacher meeting last week, oh, and one of, one of the teachers was another one of your runners.
0: Oh, that's good, Ginny. Yeah, she's a lovely. Lady. She's done really well. Mm-hmm. She's done really well.
1: I bet they were cold on Saturday morning. I was driving somewhere on Saturday morning. I was driving to soccer practice at just after eight o'clock, and uh, so I think I saw your runners going. It was pretty cold. When it was
0: frosty. It was a bit yeah. slippery too. So yeah. it wasn't that um, fresh. I'm just trying to think, John. The rugby final. Mm-hmm. I probably should support Wellington because I write for the newspaper. Yeah. <laughs> No, there's nothing John There's nothing of excitement in my life I've, got, I've still got my tan God. Uh, I talked them on photo last week Yeah Nah, I've got nothing That's it I need to create some excitement in my life Cool Yeah <laughs> That's it. Like let's finish on a high note What's the high note? We just finished That was a high note <laughs> That was a bit of a low note one Yeah I'm, I've got nothing <laughs> Okay I'm Russ I'm a, Train hard Transfer smart.